0: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Ride in the Pine. Jack are back with you all today. And as always, we have another tremendous episode in store for everyone at home. But before I get into all of that, let's take a little dive into the last episode. I was joined by a fantastic guest from the coaching world of basketball, current Franklin Regional Varsity Boys basketball head coach, Jesse Reed. Coach Reed and I got into his career starting off as a player and what it was like being a big-name basketball player in the Western Pennsylvania area and eventually going off to the Division One rankings what it was like getting adjusted from high school to college basketball and eventually college to the pros and so much more. So if you want to hear about Coach Reed's journey in basketball and what it's been like taking over at Franklin Regional, go check out episode 290 and all 290 episodes that are out now on all podcast platforms. Now getting into today, we're going to be joined by a fantastic guest who is recently coming off a championship win. Current head men's basketball coach at Chatham University, Coach David Richards. Coach Richards and I get into the Cougars recent pac championship victory and what it's been like this past week getting ready for the ncaa tournament where during this season he felt the cougars grew the most as a group and so much more so if you want to hear about the championship caliber season that chatham had and a little preview into the ncaa tournament matchup don't go anywhere because here comes coach richards so with that folks let's make our way into our show for today so as always be sure to find your favorite seat here on the bench with me sit back relax and enjoy the show And I'm here with head men's basketball coach and recent PAC champion of the Chatham Cougars, Coach David Richards. Coach, first off, congrats on the huge season. I have to ask before we dive into things: Has the celebration continued on after the championship?
1: Yeah, we're still we're still a excited about it, but um, yeah, we're starting to get prepared for for our next game We play a uh, you know a very very talented good team in Saint Joseph. So, um, you know, we're very excited about what we accomplished, but now it's you know next step up.
0: Well, I know that you guys have already hit the road. You guys have landed in, in Connecticut. What was that travel like and just getting everybody you know, together and then you guys going off on your, uh, on your journey, an eight-hour drive?
1: Yeah, so we practiced yesterday back at Chatham, you know, had a nice little two-hour practice. Um, then we hopped on the bus and you know, about eight-hour, eight-and-a-half-hour later, we're, you know, we're up in Connecticut. So uh, we had a nice little team breakfast this morning. Um, then we're heading over to the gym for you know 1.30 practice.
0: Awesome. Well, hey, I got to you know tip my cap to you guys being that organized, especially you just won the championship a handful of days ago. And then I want to kind of go back with that with you, because, again, took down Allegheny in a really, really close one, 76-73. When that buzzer sounded and and I was there on hand and I saw the celebration, but obviously not a part of it. I just want to hear from your standpoint, what was that like to just be with the guys, especially after how last year ended with you guys falling in the championship? How did that kind of redemption feel for your team?
1: I mean, it it felt great. I was just so happy for our guys because, um, you know, last year's loss in the championship, it really hurt them. Um, It hurt me, too. Um, So it was great for them to to get back to that championship game, um, you know, and to experience winning it. I know they were thrilled. Um, You know, it was something they talked about all year. Um, So, you know, just getting back to that point, you know, being able to, you know, get to win was just, you know, huge for them and huge for our program.
0: Well, I know you mentioned how hard of a loss it was last year for you guys in the championship. What was kind of the mentality for the group coming into this year during preseason and whatnot, and really the first few weeks of practice? Could you tell that there was a little bit more hunger in the guys?
1: Yeah, there was definitely an edge to us. Um, like I said, when you lose a game like that, it kind of sticks with you. Um, and you know, the message, you know, they, they had a lot of lock locker room was, remember that feeling. Um, I, I think that kind of stuck with us throughout the year, especially when it got, you know, late in the season. Um, guys were you know really locked in. Like I think the last, probably six, seven games, um, you know, was the most we've been locked in. You know, probably my my five years at Chatham.
0: What do you think it was during that stretch? I'm I'm actually glad you bring that up because you guys really carried that momentum with you out of the regular season into the tournament. Was it just everybody's collective focus? I mean, or was it maybe somebody stepping up and saying, "Hey, we do not want to have a repeat from last year."
1: You know, we 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 had a a bad stretch kind of like mid January, we lost four to five games. Um, you know, we talked about just getting back to playing Chatham basketball, like not worrying about what happened in those those past four or five games, but getting back to, you know, to what we do. And, um, uh, guys really locked in and committed to the defensive end. You know, I thought that's where we kind of struggled with, um, you know, mid January kind of defending teams. Um, we had guys, you know, really locked in defensively. Um, and it was a lot of our returners kind of set the tone. I mean, you know, with Blaine, Marcos, uh, Bo, Simon, those guys really stepped up defensively. Um, you know, and really carried us, you know, throughout this the stretch.
0: I'm glad you bring up the aspect of the defense because I've actually noted with some people that at times I felt, you know, maybe there was a little bit of gambling on your guys part defensively. And then you guys really started, like you said, buckling down and just playing straight up and not allowing for that gamble. And then all of a sudden it's a four on five advantage for the other team. But I want to go back in time to the beginning of the year because you guys had a very tough out of conference schedule. And I want to hear just how much thought and process, you know, in putting that together went into that in order to kind of prepare you guys for the later run into the
1: season. Yeah, and that's what we kind of want to do. We wanted to play, you know, a hard non-conference schedule to prepare us, you know, for playing three games in the PAC tournament. Um, so, like, if you look at our non-conference schedule, you know, Penn State-Harrisburg was a program that's been to the tournament the last two years. You know, they were very well coached. They're a very talented team. You know, Juniata, they lost in their conference tournament. Um, Baruch's in the NSA tournament. They won 23 games this year. Carnegie Mellon just missed out the NSA tournament. So, like, we played some very good teams in non-conference you know, that prepared us, you know, for a battle in the PAC tournament.
0: Yeah, and I think that is so important, you know, for really just any team looking at kind of the full picture of the season. Hey, if we want to be playing into March, we're going to have to get ourselves ready for it in November. And I do want to go back in time because you guys played a pretty quick kind of conference schedule. I mean, your third game, I think you guys were already playing conference teams because of the extra team in Allegheny being added the year this year. How did that kind of maybe change some things for you on your end coaching wise with your preparation of, Oh man, we've got conference games in three games. I can't really worry about this non I mean, that probably was a big juggling act on your end.
1: Yeah, you know, definitely adding Allegheny, you know, gave us 20 league games this year. Um, so we wanted to do, we wanted to play in a you know, preseason tournament to get two games in before our first league game. Um, we wanted to play two good teams. So, like, the, the message to the guys were like, listen, we don't really have time um, to waste. Like, we got to be ready to go for the third game of the year, which is, which is league play, which is what, you know, we're working on. So, um, the message early was like, there's no time to waste. Like, every single day we've got to get better. Um, you know, I thought guys really bought into that message, and you know, you could see that throughout the year. Um, I thought we were playing our best basketball towards the end of the season.
0: No question you guys were. And I think what was so incredible is that you guys were playing your best basketball and being on the road for a good portion of those last few games, especially the last two tournament games. What do you think it was about your team that was able to kind of get them locked in for again, going on the road against a very hostile environment at W and J Allegheny with a great crowd. And you guys did not have the greatest road record this year, but you guys, you guys played well when it mattered the most. So what do you think it was that allowed you guys to kind of block out all that outside noise?
1: You know, I think, I think kind of struggling early on the road kind of helped us. Um, you know, it allow, allowed us to, to, to watch film and see where we struggled on the road. Um, and more importantly, like, like I talked about, like how we had that bad stretch, that we committed to de- defending. Um, and I thought in those last few games, especially at W&J and Allegheny, um, those were probably two of our best defensive games. You know, we talk about all the time on the road, like, you got to go into road games defending at a high level. Um, and early in the year, we weren't doing that, and that's why we lost some road games. Um, but the guys really committed to that and they bought into it. And, you know, thought, I thought our defense in the pac tournament was, was excellent. Um, and that's how you got to win big road games is going in there, defending, being at a high level, playing with tons of energy and not letting, you know, that crowd of the atmosphere bother you, you know, sticking together as a team and pulling out the win.
0: Yeah, I mean, against WJ, you guys put on—I would say—a defensive clinic, to say the least, and uh, and not to mention, you know, on top of that, you go to Allegheny, which is even further for people that don't know. I mean, that's an hour and a half drive, and a very, very great crowd. I mean, I have to tip my cap to the Allegheny crowd because they were incredible, and you guys again able to secure the win on the road, which I just thought was so unbelievable. But for you individually, it was also a big year, being named PAC Coach of the Year. And I know a lot of people that are listening right now would agree. I personally felt you were robbed of it your first year. I felt that you deserved it your first year. But you finally get it now. You get your de- deserving award. How rewarding was that for you to, to earn that award and just finally get that recognition that you deserve?
1: You know, it's, it's great to be recognized by other coaches in our league, but I think it's more of a, a program award like you can't be named coach of the year unless you have very good players and you know and a great staff. Um what what, what we do. Like we have we have great players that go perform every single night. Um I have great assistant coaches that really grind in the office and get our guys in the gym. So um you know it's great to be recognized by by other coaches but this is more of a program award that shows that we have very good players, you know, and very good uh, assistant coaches.
0: Well, uh, like I said, you you definitely got robbed your first year. I remember talking with a lot of people off court and I said, I don't know how he didn't win coach of the year. That was so puzzling. I actually was talking to a colleague of mine on the way back from the game and we both were kind of going back and forth and we both said, you have to win coach of the year. I I think we both were kind of like, if you didn't, there would be some serious issues going on. So, so glad that you did eventually win it. But you mentioned the great players that you have on your team and it's clear. I mean, you have Marco Centrone, Simon Boyer, two players just to name that were all conference performers, but then you go even further down the line, Isaiah Smith, who was a fantastic addition for you guys, Brandon Lavernia getting reinserted into the rotation, Nick Bomar and his leadership. And the list really goes on and on and on. I mean, you really had eight or nine guys that you could go to. Where did you see this group of players kind of gel together the most and really grow together as a group the most during the year?
1: Um, I mean, I I thought it really happened at at Till. Um, You know, we were at at Till. It was right when we lost four to five games. Um, You know, Till is a really hard place to play. You're playing on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, so there's, you know, some things going against us right there. And I thought our guys really at that point in time kind of gelled together um, and it really, you know, changed our season. We, we won a really close game there. We know, contributions from a lot of different guys. I and mean, I thought that win really propelled us um, to get ready for the end of the season.
0: And and one player that we haven't mentioned and we'll, we briefly mentioned, but we'll bring him up again because he was the tournament MVP for good reason, Blaine Gardley, really does a little bit of everything for you. I mean, whether it's rebounding, defense, offense, running the show, whatever. I mean, how much reassurance does that give you as a coach knowing that you basically have an extension of you that's out on the court also?
1: Yeah, Blaine's been uh, amazing over the past month. Um, and a lot of things he does doesn't really show up in a box for. Um, like one of the things that really helped us in the PAC tournament was us not turning the basketball over. And a lot of times, Blaine has the ball in his hands for the majority of the game. Um, so when you play a WNJ that presses for you know, 40 minutes and you don't turn the ball over, it's huge. Um, you know When you play at Allegheny, he's a very good defensive team, and Blaine has the ball in his hands, and he takes care of the basketball and he gets guys shots, it's huge. So his play down the stretch was you know, very crucial for us. Um, and not only is he great offensively for us, I-, I think he's one of the best defenders in the league. You know, he's tasked every night with guarding one of the better defenders, I mean one of the better offensive players, you know, against our opponents. You know, WJ, he's guarding a 6-3, Matt Seidel, who averaged 17 a game. And the next day, he's guarding, you know, Ryan Lang, who averaged 16 a game. Um, so, like, every single night, he's out, he's out there guarding, you know, the guy's best players and on top of, it, you know, taking care of our offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, being able to have a point guard that is taking care, and like you said, I mean, he's got the ball in his hands 90% of the time, and being able to, I mean, I think at one point he was leading the league in assist-to-turnover ratio, and when you have the ball in your hands that much and you're leading the league in that category, you're doing something right, and like you said, the defensive end, I mean, his ability to, I think, read passes and read the passing lanes and anticipate there's not many players that I've seen in the conference that are able to do that. And really, again, like just such a burst of speed out of nowhere and being able to do that. But I want to get into Nick Bomar because he's a unique character on this team because he's the only guy that's got two rings now. And I joked with him, his older brother, Anthony Bomar, was part of the old, old championship team. Now Nick's got two. Oh, Anthony's got one, but... Talk about his leadership and what that has meant to this team. And really down the stretch of this season, how much did having a guy like Nick Bomar, who was around during your first year and in that 2018-2019 season, how much did that help with kind of guiding this group into winning the championship?
1: Yeah, Bo has been absolutely huge for us. Um, and not only does he have two rings, but he has the most wins in a Chatham jersey too. Wow. He sits at number one right now, most wins in a Chatham jersey. Wow. Yeah, so. Nice little stat for you, but um, I mean, he, he's been huge for us. I mean, his leadership, um, his energy, um, it's, it's contagious. You know, and He's another guy that a lot of things he does doesn't show up in a box score. Like I said, he, at 6'2", at sometimes he's guarding 6'8", guys. At 6'2", sometimes he's guarding very quick perimeter guys. Um, he kind of does it all for us. You know, he gets on the glass, he sprints the floor, um, he gets guys shots. I mean, he's just a guy that he's, – he's a team guy. Um, he's going to do whatever it takes – they get the team better and get the team to win. Um, and I thought in the second half at Allegheny, he was kind of like our spark plug. I think he kind of went on a 9 a run by himself um, that really kept us in the game. And I thought he played absolutely tremendous uh, at Allegheny. Yeah, I mean, he was
0: down the stretch. I think, like you said, the difference, really, I mean, 16 points, if I'm not mistaken, in the championship game again and again, against a very, very good Allegheny team. But I know that looking forward or looking ahead, I know you guys still have another game to play and the season's not over. But looking into next year, you kind of look at your roster and really there's only maybe one or two guys that you guys are losing. And then you bring back really the same team again. So for you kind of going into this offseason, how does that kind of maybe change some of the recruiting that you were going to do initially and maybe that? also maybe allows for you to bring in some new guys that replace those players that are leaving. I mean, what does kind of this off season look like for you in terms of recruiting and maybe who you're looking for?
1: Yeah. I mean, we're always going to try to recruit players um, that are ready to compete at a high level and to help us win a pack championship. Uh, I think one of the biggest things you always need is you, you need competition in practice and you need good players in practice. Um, so we're always looking for, for really good players you know, to join our program um, because you, you never know what happen throughout the season. there's injuries, um, things could always change. Lineups could change, so you know we're always going to re- recruit high-level players to help us compete in the pack. Um, so that's what, that's what we're looking for. You know, that's not going to change regardless of you know who's coming back or you know what we did this year. Um, we're always going to look for some high-level players. But you know, it definitely helps having a good crew coming back. Uh, that's always you know, reassuring as a coach. Um, but like, like I said, it's when we start next year. It doesn't matter what we did this year. It's a whole new season, so that that'll be our mentality.
0: Well, it's a great mentality to have coach and uh, definitely excited on my end to see the future of the Cougars. And we've mentioned a lot, a lot of us old Cougars have met said how great of a job you've done with the Chatham program. But before we let you go, one last question, as always, heading into Friday's NCAA tournament matchup, just want to hear what's the message that you have for your group and just kind of what is the mentality that this team has heading into that big tournament game?
1: Yeah, the team is fired up. Um, They're ready to go. I mean, it's, it's a great opportunity for us, you know, St. Joseph, they were, They've been ranked number one in the D3 pools almost the entire season. So it's a great opportunity for us. You know, we're excited to go play in their gym. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Um, and like I said, we've got to stick to playing Chatham basketball, defending at a high level, um, playing with tons of energy, playing with tons of toughness. Um, and I thought what we've done very well over the past few games is, you know, playing great team basketball.
0: Well, Coach, excited for you guys to battle it out on Friday night. Good luck in the NCAA tournament. Have a safe trip back to Pittsburgh, whenever that is, whenever you guys come home. And again, thanks so much for stopping by. Again, congratulations on a huge season. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. And there he goes. Coach David Richards, another fantastic episode today, everyone. Thanks for joining me here on the bench. Be sure to keep following and subscribing to Ride in the Pine on Apple and Spotify. And keep following on Twitter at Ride the Pine 20, RTP, all capital. Instagram at riding underscore the underscore pine underscore all lowercase. And on TikTok at Ride in the Pine, all lowercase. For all the latest updates on episodes and content to come, all 291 episodes are out now. Keep leaving those ratings and reviews. And again, folks, most importantly, keep your eyes and ears open for some more great content content coming out on RTP, as well as some more great guests that'll join the show. But once again, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today. And until next time on Ride in the Pine, keep on sitting the bench with me.